I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Wednesday. A lot of talk about Urban Meyer. It's getting poo-pooed by the man himself. Vegas, though, is not convinced. Just a week ago, Urban Meyer was 50-1 to to be the first coach to lose his job or to give up his job. Now he's the third favorite. Urban Meyer, third favorite to leave first. The first favorite to leave first, Nagy from the Bears. Well, before, it was Vic Fangio, but Denver is surging, it seems. Chicago's got trouble. Nagy, the favorite to leave first. Big game, early look, Sunday night football. Baltimore at home, a three-and-a-half-point underdog. The only time ever Lamar Jackson's been a home fa- or home underdog. Here comes the four-hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on a big turn the corner and start heading to the weekend Wednesday. Joined in studio by the Rattler, A.J. Hoffman. You got a shirt on, it says Truth Barbecue, or a, a hat. Does that say the Texas Rattler? What's no, that it does not say the Texas Rattler. Are you going to be comfortable if we start getting merchandise around that? <laughs> Listen, it's your business, my man. All right, all right, because that's uh, it's already in the works. <laughs> you know, we talked about it last week, but that the Rattler nickname came because you try to get Fezzik when he was down. You <sighs> struck like a cobra or a rattlesnake, but like the gambling gods... Fezzik's going to walk in wearing a rattlesnake uh, a belt or something. He- so, you, you had the Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs, which, again, won the game. But Kansas City is now, is it 2-10 and 10 against the spread? 2-10 and 10 in their last 12 ATS. Last 12 games, they're 2-10. and 10. And what have they lost? One of those games or two of those games? Uh, uh, straight up. Two straight up, I All believe. Right. So, so, 12 and 2 straight up, <laughs> 2 and 12 against the spread. Yeah. No, that, two and ten, ten and two. Okay, that's never happened before. Yeah. I mean, that that is shocking. Sports betters listen for the money. Sports fans listen to know more than their buddies. And we will be doing an early preview of the biggest games of the weekend: Baltimore, Kansas City. We'll head that up in Baltimore, home underdog, first time Lamar Jackson's career. We are the pros. He's the Joan L.A., Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we look forward to week two in the NFL and a matchup on Thursday night football tomorrow. We've also got some big games in college football this upcoming weekend. What is the Vegas lead here on this Wednesday? The odds are telling us that the Urban Meyer rumors are not nothing. We're not saying it's for sure going to happen. We're not saying it's even favored to be happened. But he was 50-1 to to be the first coach out the door. Now he's the third favorite within about 10 days. That's meaningful. USC job, meaningful. Let's start there. Yeah, and upon the firing of Clay Helton by USC, the rumors started circling. Would Urban Meyer consider a jump back to college football and leave the Jacksonville Jaguars? Meyer was asked about it earlier today and said there was no chance of that happening. Yeah, imagine him saying, you know something? I'm deliberating. 
You know, I'm not sure. It's one of those things that we all just kind of nod and accept that everyone's going to lie to us. It'd be nice if they could tell the truth. Like, what would that conversation be like, AJ? You remember Urban Meyer did tell the truth earlier this year and got in trouble for it. Yes, that's what society... <laughs> you're right. Society teaches us do not tell the truth publicly under any circumstance. If you're an NFL head coach, you definitely don't. Now, maybe if you're a talk radio guy, you should tell a little bit of truth. I Personally... Eh. Are you, is someone going to say something incriminating? You know, no. It's not going to be like, yeah, I was uh, out doing uh, some heavy drugs last night. No, that's <laughs> probably not going to be the discussion. But, it, you know, it does seem like, you know, I, I do want to play act for a second. What would Urban Meyer say if this were true, if the narrative is true? It'd be a variation of this, I think. Well, let me tell you something. As you guys know, I do not handle stress well. You can see it on my face. And I care so much. And that's why I've won so much. Let's be honest. I've won a lot. Utah, Bowling Green, Florida, High State. But not yet with Jacksonville. And you know what? I'm not sure if we're going to be winning anytime soon. And USC is a hell of a job. And I like LA. So we'll see what kind of buyout I could get. We'll see what kind of money I could get. Odds are against it. But let's see how bad Trevor Lawrence really is, because he hasn't looked good so far. I could probably get better players at USC. <laughs> but what do you? That's good. But I mean, wouldn't that be kind of close to the? Truth, I think probably? so. Yeah. Or I think it's more of a boy. If only this job had opened up six months ago, it would have saved me a whole lot of hassle. Well, let's look at Trevor Lawrence real quick, because I am on the bandwagon. I'll call myself a hater at this point. Because I hate people that get too much love. I want to even the score a little bit. Now, if someone gets hated by others, I'm not a hater at all. Think about it. I tend to defend the downtrodden. All right, QBR, 30th. That's not good. No. No. All right, EPA per play, removing junk time, 28th. Uh, PFF's grade, 29th. Let me think about that. 28th, 29th. I think that averages 29th. Yes. Not good. Now, we go across. There's no stat he's above average at. I'm looking at everything. Oh, his differential on completion percentage based upon next-gen stats. So, this is what they said his completion percentage was versus what it should have been. Okay. So, the best player at that was Baker Mayfield. And he added 15 percentage points to what the completion percentage was projected to be. Well, Trevor Lawrence was 32 on that, minus 13%. So he completed 13% less than the, compu- the graders thought that he should have. <sighs> I get it. He's a rookie. But shouldn't the, save, the savior rookie be better than the other rookies? He should be, I think. But, the, I mean, listen, we all can go back to Peyton Manning and how awful he was as a rookie. It was a different era. It was a different century. I mean, at this point, the, the kids get seven on seven. They're throwing the ball around like Brazilians with a soccer ball. It, I mean, you come in and you watch. I mean, Mac Jones, why wouldn't he be limited? Here's what I – well, he's got a, a lot better coaching situation, and that's what I was, was going to get to next. Who do you think has a brighter NFL future, Trevor Lawrence or Urban Meyer? Well, I think Urban Meyer, if Urban Meyer has a good future, 
then Trevor Lawrence has had a good performance. But Trevor Lawrence could have a good future without Urban yes, Meyer. Yes, and I think that's more likely to happen. Yeah, well, no doubt. Because every time Urban Meyer has a good future, at least in the NFL, it's going to involve Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. It's not going to necessarily be vice versa. So, Jonas, you're the anti-hater, but what do you think? At what point is because this is what I heard from Trevor Lawrence or people critique it. He had some nice throws. It's like a, a an eight-year-old in T-ball that went 0 for 4, but you see he really ripped that one to the third baseline. <laughs> How? Why does Trevor get that statement that he had some good throws, but no one else seems to? Because it's been built in for three years now, it seems. He was the next guy. He was the next John Elway, the next uh, Andrew Luck, if you will, that he was a, the can't-miss prospect, and they were just waiting for him to make the jump. And it, it all started with that national title game against Alabama, where he was phenomenal, and he just sliced and diced Alabama in that game. And the thought was, man, if Trevor Lawrence had come out in that draft, he would have been the, the first quarterback taken or the number one overall pick. And so because of that, this is baked into the, I guess, patience uh, of Trevor Lawrence. And I think he's going to be given as much time as possible to try and write this thing because people have already had their opinions going into it. It'll be like Sam Darnold on steroids. Yeah. Sam Darnold will have a decent game against maybe the worst team in football still, the Jets. I mean, it could be. And listen, I like the Jets in that game. I got a push at the Super Contest, so I'm happy with that push because we got lucky to get it. But the idea that Baker Mayfield and Colin right here in FSR, and listen, give Colin a ton of credit. He's helped me personally a bunch. He's been a homer for Sam Darnold in a way that I can't comprehend. I think some of it is the obsession, the worship, and I'm not talking, I'm talking about society-wide, society, across society, with potential. We all can dream on potential. And you know what? Most of us think, if only I were taller, if only I were more slender, if only whatever, right? Because most of us do not have seemingly unlimited potential. And you know what? Most of us are not high achievers, just by definition. The, I, no, listen, we have the highest achieving, smartest audience in sports talk. I think that's unequivocal. But still, across society, we're average. That's what average is. And you know what? Most people aren't going to say, you know why I'm average? Because I drank a lot in college. You know, because I was trying to get a girl, girls, and, you know, that didn't go so well, but there was that one night, but now I work at a car dealership. Now, is that a bad job? No. It uh, could be a great job if you like it, but the question is, what are our aspirations? No one grows up and wants to be a guy that runs a subway or the manager of a subway or an employee in a subway, but you know what? Those are all vital jobs. But no, oftentimes people don't feel like they reach their potential. So there's a society of people saying, I, fall, I fell short. And you know why I fell short? Because I didn't have that talent. But you know who has talent? Trevor Lawrence. Or maybe it's I had talent, but something was holding me back. Because that's usually it, too. But Trevor Lawrence, it's easy to look at him and say, achieve, baby. And you know what? They'll give him every chance to. If he doesn't, they'll start to hate him over it. Well, this is a guy who's. This is the first regular season football game he's lost in his life. He didn't lose a regular season game in college. He didn't lose a regular season game in high school. Any people like you, the Trevor Lawrence, uh, the, you're waiting, many the haters. Yes, y'all are like wolves right now. Look at what. Look at your hero well, now. But let's be honest, <laughs> Mackenzie. You can attest to this. Pregame.com research been here for almost two years now. Have you heard me say one good thing about Trevor Lawrence relative to anyone else? No. 
I've been on this bandwagon for two years. His stats against good teams are not near as good. And you would expect some of that, but not as much as you'd have. And the guy's never faced adversity. So if you're out there and you've never, if your name's Chip and you have a trust fund and I hope you come gamble with me. Heads up. We'll play a little heads up poker. But otherwise, I don't relate to that person. My dad's a coal miner. My mom's a school teacher. I went to a state school. Now, listen, one of the best state schools, the Ohio State University, state school. As AJ told me, you know, uh, if it was today with your GPA in high school, you wouldn't have got into Ohio State. And you know what? You're right. But you know what else? I graduated first in my class of 630 finance students. Yeah. You know what? Because I was the underdog. You didn't have I drank, unlimited though, to, potential. It was like, well, I did. It just wasn't obvious. You, yeah, it wasn't. You, you weren't six foot six, no, 220, and no. could throw the ball and to the moon. Flowing blonde locks. Yeah. No, I never could get a haircut I liked. <laughs> it looked like Michael J. Fox. The mullet was going on like from, uh, from Family Ties. Not good. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of it. I do think if Trevor Lawrence had my haircut, maybe expectations would have been tempered. Yes, I, I think he would have been ignored. I don't. He'd be by Clemson right now as a second stringer. Jonas, as you look, I mean, listen, you're a guy that I, what, 10, 12 times I've talked about your rise from, you know, coming across the country, washing dishes. I've kind of changed the narrative a little bit to make it more <laughs> of a story. But really, a guy that I remember when I came in the door and uh, Scott Shapiro, who runs, you know, the uh, network, said, you know, what do you know about Jonas Knox? I said, not much. Never heard of him. And he said, <laughs> he said, you're supposed to laugh at that, Joe. And he said, this guy will do, this guy's there on the weekends. He's there. If you need something, he's there. And it's like, wow. And he was right. And to me, it's a great story. But let's be honest. You and Trevor Lawrence, me and Trevor Lawrence, we don't have a lot in common. Do you look at him and think, man, I, I want an under, I want Mac and Cheese or, or uh, Dad Bar Jones to succeed, not the guy that looks like he's on the cover of a romance novel? Where, where do you come down personally on that? I mean, I, I try not to put my own personal situation in any of this stuff, only because everybody, nobody picks where they came from. You know, I mean, nobody picks, you know, where, where they come from and, yeah. and what, what hair they're given and, and all the other things that well, come along with it. But you pick the haircut. You don't have to have the that flowing lock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. He could have cut it at some point and made us exactly. all feel a little bit better about things. Um, I, I do think, though, in, in a weird way, you know, whatever struggles he didn't have to encounter throughout the course of of his football career, he's definitely going to have to encounter him now. And, and I think, and I think that's been my one question about him and Urban Meyer is they are going to lose at a rate that they've never lost in their entire careers. And I just wonder what that's going to do to them psychologically, whether or not they're going to, you know, get ready to take this, uh, you know, Han, uh, you know, full speed ahead and try and, you know, reverse the tide here in Jacksonville and have a good career out of it for both of them. Or if, Urban does what we've seen him do when things are going well, which is I got to get out of this and move on to something else. Yeah, if there's two guys who have never lost and suddenly they go through a lot of losing together, there's going to be finger pointing. There's going to be bonding. Maybe so. J Jonas makes a good point. And I'll say this to the nation. If Trevor Lawrence steps up, takes the blows, Rocky style, and then emerges and becomes a great player, I'm going to say kudos, man. And he did it the way that now he deserves it to me. So, but he hasn't done that yet. And I would say that Jonas is right. To some degree, if you got good parents or affluence, you didn't 
you had nothing to do with that. But you, there are people that have that and they approach it one way and there's people that have it and approach it the other. And I guess I go back to him talking about how little football – I don't want to misrepresent. Football doesn't mean as much to him as it does to some people. Boy, that just fits all into it. And, you know, you might say that's healthy. Yeah, maybe it is. But healthy people don't win titles. It's the sickos that win titles. And we as a country love those sick. You think Tom Brady's, like, normal? No. All right? He's a sicko uh, in a way. Eli Manning's normal. He lucked into a couple. Well, listen. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger's normal. He lucked into a couple, too, I guess. Are you high? I just wanted to get your reaction on that. <laughs> I'm like, you know something? I haven't done this to AJ. When we come back, three he has a three-minute mic is off. And we're going to turn his mic off for three minutes when we come back. Also, you think I'm kidding. I'm not. Fezzik had his mic off many times. This is your first time. When we come back, we'll finish up with Urban Meyer and then get into the quarterbacks. We've talked about the NFL week one. How good did Big Ben do? How good did some of these guys do? It surprised you when you look at the analytics, how badly some did. And he's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up in just a couple of moments from now, we will continue to take a closer look at the rumors surrounding the NFL and college football world. Okay, you know what this is, Jonas. It's the three-minute <laughs> clock. AJ is, Mike is off. AJ, say something. See, can't hear a word you're saying. You're now muted to the nation. You know why? Because he said something negative about Big Ben. And I'm listen, we're just we're not gonna allow it. And it's it's an atrocity. It's like the throw against the Santonio Holmes is one of the great plays in Super Bowl. I was at that game, only Super Bowl I was ever at to attend. What a play! That that's it. That he goes in the Hall of Fame because of that. Two minutes and 20 seconds left. Joe, let me ask you a question real quick. There was a trivia question I got wrong, and I think you're pretty good at sports knowledge. Who were the quarterbacks that's won four or more Super Bowls? Boom. Tom Brady, Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana. Now, are these starting quarterbacks? Or yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Robert Ori, I think, has got seven. No, wait, it's... <laughs> Um, I think that I feel like I'm missing yeah. one, but I think that's it. No, that's it. I, I, in my head, I had Montana with three and I think I got it mixed up with Bill Walsh. Yeah. That, anyway, that was, I was a little embarrassed about that. I was hoping you'd miss it too. Well, that was the, uh, that's the big thing for people that say that Montana still is better than Brady is that he's four and in Super Bowls that he never lost. Uh, you don't have your mic on, dude. <laughs> All right, listen, I'm going to give you one. I'm going to give you one pass here. Hold on. Go ahead. All right. I was going to say, Bill Walsh does have three, and Seifert won with Joe Montana in his first year as head coach of the 49ers. Okay. Then when they won with Young, who was the coach? Seifert again. 
Okay, so Seifert's got two. He's got two Super Bowl rings, yeah. Well, you don't hear his name too often, do you? About no. like one of the greats. Huh, huh. Same thing with Switzer. That's funny. You think if you just win one, that's all that matters. Or two, but if you f- are the person that follows a dynasty and you're running on those fumes and speaking of that 95 that was a passive interference Michael Irvin jerked down the Steeler <laughs> oh my god what a bad play we're straight out of Vegas but we are the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio audiences doubled in the last year plus why because we defend the Steelers and because of you spreading the word we're going to keep making sure that you win money and you laugh from your belly here in Vegas on the Strip, 102 degrees, the neon is flowing. So, RJ, we've been talking about the rumor out there in the college football and NFL world. The USC Trojans fire Clay Helton a couple of days ago, and immediately the talks of Urban Meyer potentially leaving the Jaguars to go back to college football have started up. Urban Meyer denied that earlier today, but early on the reviews of the Jags are not too pretty for Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence and company. Yeah, his quote, there's no chance. I'm here and committed to try to build an organization. Now, that he actually used that exact same quote at Ohio State and Florida. So, this is now the third time verbatim. No, 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 I'm joking. <laughs> but look, let, let's dig in. Let's put the microscope on this quote. I'm here and committed to try to build an organization. Now, what does that imply about the current state of the organization? It's a rock bottom. It, well, He's saying there isn't one. If I'm trying, if I'm saying I'm trying to, if you come by my lot and there's just a frame of the house up, and I'm sweating, I got a couple of nails in my th- in my thumb. I made a couple of mistakes. You go, what are you doing, RJ? I'm trying to build a house. Do you think I have a house at that point? No. I'm building a house. I think it's called present perfect tense. He's saying this place isn't even an existing organization. That is a real indictment of everything that came before him. A team that was in the championship game not that long ago. But they were also 1-15 a year ago. I know. And, I mean, and that's, the, that's kind of the beauty for Urban Meyer. Like, I don't think Urban Meyer is going to succeed, especially early in the NFL. Especially I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is his quarterback. I don't know if he'll last to succeed late. So I, I don't know that he's going to be successful at all. But all he's got to do is win two games, and he's... It, it, oh well, he's, the he's over under win them. total was six and a half. Well, that's you know, my biggest under of the of the preseason. Yeah, but still, <laughs> if he wins two, now listen, I think things have shifted. I mean, what I know is they were a road favorite a couple days ago. Jacksonville was. How many games are they favorites this year? Was Week One the only one? Uh, I, I, Mackenzie, look at that. But I think you're right. But but it you know the fra- the win fractions were right around six though. The DraftKings, who is basically in Vegas, once the season starts, you're not going to get season win totals. Yes. DraftKings keeps them rolling. Yeah, they were six and a half before the season. We talked about after one game, they're at five point one. Okay, but let's think about this a second. Now, this is a fascinating mathematical problem because. You ask yourself, what was the win percentage or win share in game one expected? So as a three, three and a half point favorite, it was about 0.6 wins. So they lost out on 0.6 wins. So 0.6 of that adjustment is they lost the game. Yes. The adjustment was how much in total? 1.4. Okay. So, wow, 1.4. So that's saying that there was the loss adjusted 0.6 and now 1.4 in total. So it's a point eight now was them downgrading Jacksonville. That is a massive, massive downgrade. And they, really, because now the only game they'll probably be favored in the rest of the season is, and that's a maybe, is hosting Houston. Yeah. Oh, well, if they're not favored in that game, they're in big <laughs> trouble then. Because, I mean, think about it. We're straight out of Vegas. Let's, continue, let's finish up on the college 
And I'm going to go to AJ first, then Jonas. Where does, and I'm asking for an objective number, I'm not saying oh, top 10. Where is the USC job in the hierarchy of desirable jobs? I would say it's in a mix. I, I can't give you a solid number. It's you a top five. To your, you don't want me to turn your mic off, do you? I, I'll go. Could it possibly be ahead of Ohio State? Yes. No, no, no. You think it could? How? How? Because I think there's really more potential there at USC. You're in a more fertile recruiting ground. But, You're in a well, more winnable Ohio, conference. I don't know about a more fertile recruiting Ten ground. Ten years ago, you would have been right. Now you're wrong. California is well, a... Ten years ago is when USC was really good. And now all of a sudden, California has gotten great with college or high school football. But Ohio's dropped off. The state of Ohio, the high school athletes that come out of Ohio are not the same caliber as the ones that come out of California. Well, then, is you, so who's getting these California athletes right now? Everybody. Oregon, Texas, uh, Ohio State Texas? gets some. Texas uh, hasn't won in how long? Ten no, years? That's what's great. Like, USC, Ohio, or I mean, not USC, Ohio. USC, Texas, and Florida are probably three of the best five jobs in the country, and they've all been on down times of late. Well, think about how good Florida's been historically. They were able to feed Florida, Florida State, Miami of Florida. Then you even had like South Florida, and now you got Central, Central Florida. Florida. And then every school in the country that has A plus brand comes into Florida to try to grab yep. a couple of people. Texas is the same way. The fact that, but Texas in theory had their pick of Texas. I mean, that's the thing people don't realize, and that's evolved a little bit. But A and M, as much as they have a big brand, as much as hey SEC. Texas had their pick. And when Mac Brown was there, you saw what that resulted in. Remember, Oklahoma and Texas, Red River rivalry, right, is that was as big of a game as there was. Hasn't really been much of a game lately. You got to wonder. And then, well, this weekend, so Sark. Tough performance. What's yep. your take on that? Disappointing, certainly. I, I, it think? says a lot to what Arkansas is doing. Uh, Does it though, or is it more anti-Texas? Um, it, well, it's it's a little bit of both, but I would say it's probably more positive for Arkansas. I think they knew Sark, Sark had a, a job to do there. It wasn't going to be right away. Uh, How and, bad could Texas ever get though? It can't be a rebuild. I mean, High State not a full rebuild. High I don't State think. when they got completely, the NCAA came in in a draconian fashion and did some really, in my opinion, bad stuff. They were Fickle was there. They had one year. They were six and five, and like they haven't won less than ten games in like thirty years. Dude, somehow when Charlie Strong got to Texas, they they were under five hundred. That's I mean, it's it's crazy to think that it could happen. But it, it, after Mac Brown won eleven games a year for basically his entire tenure, and then Charlie Strong shows up, up sub five hundred. We're straight out of Vegas. Dealer's choice, Jonas. Any of these topics? Yeah, I think as far as the USC job goes, USC and Texas feel like they're on the same page as kind of like a Miami. We all just just assume because they were great back in the day that they're going to be great again and then every year passes and it gets longer and longer between when they've had success and if you look at Texas I would argue just in their own state TCU Baylor Texas A&M have all been closer to a national title over the past decade than they have and so the idea that they're still considered this top-notch job I think that's based on just money revenue that flows through the program and just again the potential word which we talked about earlier. Well, and that is what it's based on because Texas at its ceiling has more, it's got more upside than any yeah. of those Why? places because they've got more Why? money, they've got better facilities. They've I think there's something you're not talking about. College football the, where these kids want to go is a kid's decision. It's not now. Maybe in some cases, it's you know 
quasi pseudo agents trying to help. In general, who whose jersey did they wear when they were ten? That's where you want to play. Think about it. I mean, if you even watch, there's a, I think, a really good movie. Uh, Tom Cruise is in it. It's like a high school football movie. Uh, All the Right Moves, it was called. And, it, you know, I would say that movie is an example of my, up, you know, where I grew up. You know, it was set in Pennsylvania, you know, which I'm like half hour from where I grew up. They were like, they came up playing college or high school football. They wanted to go, you know, Penn State was an example. For a long time, if you were in mid Pennsylvania, you wanted to play for Joe Paterno. You grew up with that jersey. I, I, I think Texas better, they're going to lose some of the 10 year olds the last years, but the ones graduating now, has it, I mean, they probably were rooting on Vince Young, right? right. Vince Young was. T- t- 2010 now. That's what That's I'm saying. But, but so the 18-year-olds was 8, 9. We're at the very end of that. I don't think you can underestimate how important that is for recruiting. And I think they were rooting on Johnny Manziel. I, yeah. I think, look, look, it's been 10 years since since Manziel, or about 10 years since he's been at Texas A&M. So I, I still think that's part of the reason why maybe Texas A&M has had a better run. And you would argue Texas A&M has been in a much more difficult conference than Texas has been and has been a much better program over the past several years. You know what I'm going to do? I've got uh, my best buddy is coaches uh, and is an administrator in Texas, and he's been at Houston. He's now at um, – uh, North Texas. I'm going to talk to him because he knows Texas recruiting really well. A lot of stuff I'm saying is from two, three years ago. Tomorrow I'll talk about this after I talk to him. But I, I think that the Oklahoma. Remember Oklahoma under Schellenberg, right? So the guy that was at Miami before Bob Stoops. He came to Oklahoma. He had them low, 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 low. They did not do well, and it was like they're done. And I think there was a fellow named Blake that was in between or something. But Stoops came in, won a national title like in the second year. I, 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 I was to Jonas's point. I think sometimes perception is is funny because that Johnny Manziel year when A and M won eleven games and it was like huge for the program. That's the, they won the Heisman too. Though. The last time the, the that's the only time since. And the last time before was 1989 that A&M's won double-digit football games in a season. And you're like, Jonas is saying that A&M's on a much better run. Like, well, it's SEC, all relative. But on the SEC and their, their brand recognition. I think them moving to the SEC was great for them. And it now is. Texas is coming in. And that's just going to knock them back down a notch. I agree. And plus, they're living off of Bear Bryant to some degree. I mean, they're still the <laughs> – I mean, f- college football has more legacy. I say baseball and college football are legacy sports. And you know what's another example of that? Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. How good was that? Nick Saban went what six, uh, five, six and one, or six, five and one his first year, and lost to like some one double A school. So I mean, these schools that have the pedigree, if they turn it around, they can turn it around quick because the dads, even the dads of the players now, are still going to be fans, and that matters. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. Here's the question: USC top five, six job in college football. Where does it rank in all of football? Some people are saying, you know, rather be at USC than Jacksonville. Are there any college jobs better than a pro job? Yes. So one of the like, and and what by what metric? I, I think that there is a, a job where you can have more prestige and more job security. Well, job security for sure, but like, and it, more control. 
What college coach, if you have a discussion of the great coaches in all of football, last 20 years, Nick Saban, and there's no other college coach even in a discussion. Like, if you had a top 10, who's the next college coach? Urban Meyer. And he's not in that discussion. I mean, like, did anyone say, uh-oh, here comes Urban, we're scared. Well, I mean, he's, I mean, he's won three national championships yeah, and, in two and, different and, places. In junior varsity, effectively. And what we've seen is, and obviously Spurrier probably did more to perpetuate this than anyone, the old ball coach, as good as anyone in college, couldn't compete in the NFL. Saban, 500 in the NFL. Yeah. We can talk about arm strength and all that stuff. When you see college coach, or uh, it's a different skill set. Recruiting is a different skill that Urban Meyer is a salesman. It doesn't apply in the NFL. You've got to be a tactician or a leader. And I'm not saying Urban Meyer is not a leader, but his salesmanship doesn't really matter. I don't know. Last word on it, Jonas. Do you think any college coach, Dabo Sweeney maybe, is in the top 10 of coaches if you were starting an NFL team? Uh, let's say you were hiring an NFL for an NFL job. Uh, no, I think there's potential. I think there's guys like Matt Campbell. There's guys that, that have been rumored about potentially making the jump to the next level. Lincoln Riley is an interesting one because of what he's done with the quarterback. And, and I think people look at that and go, well, maybe that could translate over, but I don't think it's a guarantee by any stretch of the imagination. That's an interesting one because he is such a tactician. Yeah. But we've seen that, but like a Joe Brady tactician at LSU, a young guy. As a head coach, we don't know. And really, my point would be, if you look at the Nagys of the world and all of these superstar OCs, where is the head coaching Super Bowl count? Uh, Shanahan's really well regarded, no Super Bowl wins, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, all the way to the boy genius. I don't know. It's yet to be shown that even these tacticians that aren't big CEO leaders, what can they really do? All right, let's take our last break. When we come back, I'm going to get AJ to give us an early best bet. He doesn't even know this, but that's the way I like to do it. you got to be prepared at all times, a best bet, and we're going to talk about the underrated, overrated quarterback performances in week one. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up in just a couple of moments, RJ, we are going to get a best bet from A.J. Hoffman in the world of college football. Uh, we've also got some big games in the NFL, including Sunday night football between the Chiefs and the Ravens. And for the first time, Lamar Jackson, an underdog at home for Baltimore. Yeah, so latest number here. What do you see as the latest, Jonas? Uh, let me uh, give me one second yeah, here just to pull that up here Yeah, uh, on, so on pregame.com. Three and a half I see now that it flashes, the Chiefs, and that is in Baltimore. And man, oh man, think about this now. Let's say a five-point flip home field to home field. So if this game were in Kansas City, the line would be eight and a half. Eight and a half. Wow. So they're saying, one, the Browns were what, five and a half? In Kansas City, so the Browns are three points better than Baltimore. If Baltimore would be eight and a half in Kansas City, the Browns were five and a half in Kansas City. Uh, 
How, has things changed that much? Have the injuries changed that much? It's hard to say it's changed much? that much, but it's also that there there used to be a sort of a narrative that the Ravens were the team built to stop Patrick Mahomes. When was that narrative? Well, early in their career, early in Mahomes' career, but each time they've played, Mahomes has got he's widened the gap, and then last year he just blew the doors off Baltimore in Baltimore, and that was a fully healthy Baltimore team. They're not close to full health right now. And remember, that was Monday Night Football, and that was early in the season. And Baltimore was a three and a half point favorite in that game. And think about it, home field was like one, one and a half. It was saying Baltimore was clearly better. Well, that was it. From, th- from that game on, there's been no perception that Baltimore's better. Here's the scenario where maybe Baltimore could be a Kansas City beater if they get the lead. If they get the lead. I don't think they do. If they fall behind, they're in big trouble. Because if you got to throw, and Colin's been saying this on FSR, and he's exactly right. If you got to throw, and the other team knows it, can you throw? And Baltimore has not been able to. Here's a scary thing. Last year in that game at Baltimore, Mahomes threw for 404 touchdowns. His QBR was 98. The Ravens had Marlon Humphrey, Jimmy Smith, and Marcus Peters all playing. Marcus Peters is out. Jimmy Smith was out this week. He's out always. Yeah, they're going to have one cornerback to face that that offense. We are straight out of Vegas. So, to me, this is a game you might want to look in-game. If the Ravens get up, everyone's going to say, well, Chiefs can come back. Maybe. But, boy, I think it would mean a lot. And they can run, run, run. If Kansas City gets up, look out below. This line, though, is jumbo. Jonas, let's let you, you got your best bet, right? Let's let AJ hit shine a little bit. And he is our college football expert here on Straight Out of Vegas, AJ Hoffman, with another best bet in the world of college football. Let's go with Purdue plus seven and a half at Notre Dame, one of the the more nationally recognized games this week. Color me unimpressed with Notre Dame so far. That Florida State OT survival that win hasn't aged well now that Florida State's losing to FCS schools and it took a last minute score for Notre Dame to beat a MAC team they can't stop the run they can't run the ball themselves Purdue's probably what I projected them before the season they haven't shown to be something less than that they've smashed UConn they look solid against a decent Oregon State team at this point Purdue's probably the best team that Irish the Irish have seen and it could be more than they can handle so Notre Dame 105th in defensive finishing drives Purdue's offense has some weapons that can take advantage of that uh, I like uh, Purdue plus the points. I think it's another Notre Dame win, maybe on the last play of the game. So how many points? Seven and a half. And that you gave a stat. You got 15 seconds. Uh, finishing drives. What? 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 Explain Defensive that. finishing drives. It's basically like when a team moves the ball. How often do they score on, on those drives? Okay, so that is ability in the red zone to play defense effectively. Not just that, but anytime they get a ball, how long, how how often do their drives not end in points scored? Okay, Purdue's the pick. Purdue plus seven and a half. I like Fade Notre Dame because they usually have a premium on them. <laughs> and if you missed any of today's show, check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We are back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, right here on FSR.